Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then, fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Happy Saturday, Outway fam. Amy and Lisa here with part two of We Know Better Now. Now we skipped a week. So thanks for being patient and waiting for this episode. But, you know, we explained to y'all that we realized it was Thanksgiving and we wanted y'all to have that meditation episode before you entered a lot of time with family, friends, and food. (laughs) Three big Fs that can sometimes, you know, require some meditation. So we hope you enjoyed that. And this is the episode where I'm going to be sharing what I know better now. If you missed the episode where Lisa shared hers, you can go back. Last week's was the meditation. And then the one before that, November 13th episode was Lisa sharing her things. And she ended the episode by talking about body checking and bloating and, you know, that bloating isn't necessarily a bad thing. And it made me think about something that I definitely now know better is that I don't have to weigh myself. And we've talked about that one or weighing yourself a lot on the podcast and even on my four things podcast. It's something that I had to completely get rid of. But I used to weigh myself sometimes three times a day and I would wonder or freak out if at night I weighed more than I did in the morning. I have compassion for that girl and where I was and that somehow my body was supposed to magically with some food and water be the same weight that it was when I woke up in the morning. 
And I guess I would give myself a little wiggle room at times, but I would keep a log and I would journal things and I would even measure things. And I just know better now that my body is going to fluctuate and my body is going to change. And there is no reason that I need to track it. And I'm in a much happier state with my body. And I feel like it took me a long time to get there because everywhere you look, you know, you're being weighed even at the doctor. We don't do that anymore. Or I don't. I I have learned my doctor doesn't necessarily need to know my weight unless, of course, they say, actually, we, we do. We've noticed something different and we need to gather that. Then I can give them that information. But you have the power, even when you're at a doctor's appointment, to be like, no, I, I'm not hopping on the scale right now. I don't want that to trigger me. And I had to completely just move the scale out of my house. Some people might be able to weigh themselves and it's not triggering. For me, that was a behavior where now I know better and I am okay if I my pants are tighter one day than they're not. Like I have a connection of like, oh yeah, I ate food or I did this. Or maybe what I consumed had a lot of sodium. And I'm like, I breathe through it. It's almost like I have such a connection to where things make sense and it doesn't freak me out. Whereas before I would have been so disconnected that I would have been freaking out, not taking into account that maybe something I ate was high in sodium or something that I ate was causing bloating in my stomach because it was roughage and that's what it does. And then it would cause all this mental anguish when now I can assess what I ate and be like, oh yeah, wow, I, I didn't realize the sodium was 700 milligrams on that. Wow, okay, I might be a little puffy for a day or two and I'm okay with that. But also it might not be anything that you did. We have normal weight fluctuations with our cycle as women's with a million different factors that we can't even begin to grasp. So it's important if there is a weight fluctuation that you don't necessarily go right into, okay, I did this. And I think you were, well, perhaps maybe I was more cruel to myself Amy than you were, but when I would weigh myself obsessively, there was no wiggle room. When there were decimal point changes, I thought that meant that I need to course correct, go harder. And all that did was disconnect me from my own needs and my own true health, which was me taking good care of me, mind, body, and spirit, right? So I think that we all need to understand that weight fluctuations are normal on a day-to-day basis, as well as over a life cycle. You're not going to weigh what you did in high school when you're 25. You're not going to weigh probably what you weighed when you were 25 when you're 35 and so forth. And it's important to not get too attached or think that you did something when we are human beings in motion. We are not static statues. We're not going to just like go around just staying exactly the same. We are going to change and flow. And oftentimes those changes are to protect us. So I love, I love that, Amy, because I too was a scale obsessor. And I can now also, I don't know where you're at with it now, but it's been a long time for me. And I don't, I'm not personally triggered by it. I don't use it. I don't have one in my house, but I could go to the doctor and I don't really care what it says, even if it's a bit higher than I think where I'm usually at. I'm to a point where I, I don't want to do it. And, and that's, that's what's good for me. And I maybe in six months from now or a year, because this is still fairly new for me. I'm trying to think maybe it's been two years since I've weighed myself. And when you, I mean, you're talking like I've had disordered eating behaviors and been weighing myself since I was a young teenager. So, I mean, 
two years is nothing in the, the I mean, it is something I want to acknowledge one month if you're, or one week, if you're on this journey, one day is amazing and you should applaud yourself. But at the same time, when I look at how many years I was doing that, this is just what feels good for me. And I know I don't want to see a number on a scale. I don't need to see it. Don't want to see it. Doesn't matter. And that kind of rolls into another thing that I now know better and that's sizes don't matter. And every clothing company has different sizes. Even the same company might have two jeans the same size and you put them on and they fit differently just because, you know, machines, human error, who knows what it is, but not everything is exactly the same. And I used to freak out over that. I'm like, this is my size. And if I'm not fitting in my size, I will not buy from this company because this is my size. And there was no wiggle room with that because I felt like if I went up any size number, then mentally I couldn't handle it. I was so attached to a size number. And I now know better that numbers don't matter on the scale, but the numbers don't matter on my tags either. Mm. Or I used to hold on to clothes that I thought would fit me one day when I get there. And they just never did. And they just sat in my closet. And every time I'd go to put them on, they contributed to poor body image thoughts for me because oh, I'm still not there yet. I'm still not there yet. Or I might've bought the pants that were smaller than I was in the moment because that's where I want to go. That is doing such a disservice to your mind and your body and not allowing you to feel comfortable. You're, you should wear your clothes. Your clothes should not wear you. You should be able to wear clothes that you put on that make you feel confident no matter what size it says. And I think it's so important to recognize the various ability in sizing and not allow that to throw you off. Yeah. When I was able to let go of that, it was a game changer because I can now order things online and go into a store and buy things that, yes, are going to ultimately make me feel good and feel more confident and feel cute without you know, thinking about the tag on the inside that nobody else is even seeing. It's such a mind game with yourself. And, you know, no one probably sees the number on your scale either for that matter. But we just, we are our own worst critic. Like we're the ones judging ourselves left and right. And I just feel like once I was able to let that go, it just was such a thing where I was like, okay, I now know better. And I I know that I'm not the only one. And Lisa clearly had some issues with that too. And I just want you to know if you're doing that, it's okay. You're not alone. And I hope that you will get to a place where the size won't matter. I saw someone put on Instagram the other day, they were trying on jeans at Target. Maybe it was a meme. I don't know. And she said, I put on a size 16 pair of jeans that I couldn't even zip up. And she's like, so then I took them off. This is kind of long for a meme, but maybe I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly how it went, but she's like, threw them on the ground. She goes, put on my size 10 jeans that I wore into Target that day and left. I mean, it was just to her, it was like, okay, what in the world? Like sizes are so off and they don't mean anything. Right. But we've been trained to believe if that number is up, then we have done something wrong. And then you're wearing this other pair of pants that says a completely different number. It goes to show how much we dictate our own reality off of something external versus taking inventory of where we are in space and time and in our bodies. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. 
Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Which rolls into another thing that I now know better, and it's that we all have different bodies. And just because someone else is doing a certain quote-unquote meal plan or quote-unquote workout routine... I can match everything that person is doing, food item for food item, workout move for workout move, and my body might still look very different than whoever this person is that I'm comparing myself to. Do you know who Jesse James Decker is, Lisa? Uh, a little okay. bit. She's country world, right? Yeah, she has a lot of different things going on. She's married to a former football player, but they have very active lifestyles, like whatever physique that, you know, they show off in their swimsuits and different things. And I like Jessie James Decker. I don't know her really well, but she's come on the Bobby Bone show before. And I think she's really nice. Like I don't have anything bad to say at all whatsoever, but she did put up 
a what I eat in a day type thing. And it ended up getting taken down because probably she got so much heat for it, but it was really minimal food. You know, it was like a smoothie. And then for lunch, it was like a piece of toast and maybe some more coffee. And then for dinner, it was a tiny amount of protein with some veggies. And she has so many girls and women that follow her, like millions. And so I'm sure she yeah, got backlash for it. But at the time I was like, oh man, it's a bummer that she put that up. I'm glad she took it down. But I know girls already saw that and it's too late. And she does have this by society standard type body that I'm pretty sure she's just, I don't want to take away that she works hard because I'm sure she works out and does what she needs to do to feel confident in her body in that way. But you can't deny sometimes when someone is genetically a certain way. And then it's portrayed online of like, if you do this workout and if you eat this food, then you too can look like me, Yes, which is again, what is more acceptable by society standards. And I'm glad that we're seeing more diversity out there and we're learning because when I, the reason why I think that, or I had to know better, the reason why I thought, oh, I can end up looking that way is because society told me if you do this, then this is the body you will have. And now i feel like we're doing a better job moving past that of like, no, look at all these beautiful bodies. This is not the one way to look. This is not the only way. So I'm thankful that young girls are seeing that. But when she put up that post, I was like, oh, this is this is not the direction we need to go. So I'm glad she took it down. Yeah. There's something called the thin ideal internalization. And it's the idea that there's one way to look and we're psychologically affected and we kind of eat up this message and believe that if we can achieve this thin ideal, we will achieve these positive outcomes, health, happiness, confidence, you know, romantic success, all of that. And, you know, I think that when you are in a body that is a thin ideal, like I have, or maybe I don't know her, but like, maybe she naturally is like that, like you said, or maybe she even works hard. But when you live in this body, I think it's important. You still can exist in in your body, but it's important to recognize that the world has been chasing this ideal and therefore what you put out there needs to be an acknowledgement of either the body that you occupy or that you will have a different outcome based on your own body. And that that is beautiful too. And that food is not the vehicle to achieve this body because there's not just one body to arrive to. So I think we're like slowly dismantling this idea, like you said, that there's one way to look. And we're in the middle of that where a lot of people are kind of like stuck in the throes. I think we quickly arrived here, not really quickly. The last five years, we kind of just sped up the timeline of BS in diet world and body image wise. And a lot of people haven't really digested all of that information or understood how they could possibly contribute negatively, even if they didn't mean to, even if they don't have issues with their food or body image themselves. But um, with social media, I think it is really important for influencers of any size to be aware of the impact that you're having on young women when this thin ideal exists and not everybody can achieve it or that needs to be the ideal, right? So we're dismantling that ideal, but it's taking time. And a lot of people I think are stuck in the throes, not knowing the negative impact that they're having. Yeah. I saw a dietitian post the other day. She was did a cute reel and it was what I eat in a day. And then it was her going to her fridge and she opened it up and she was like, 
Yeah. She's like, just kidding. I saw just kidding. nutrition tea. Yeah. Nutrition tea. Yes. Yeah. She's cute. She's so cute. And she was like, just kidding. You'll never see me doing that. And I thought that was such a cute way to, you know, show people what she eats in a day might not be what you need to eat in the day. And if you were to mimic someone's meal plan, just to kind of put a bow on this one, is I, I just thought if I do what exactly what this celebrity or this person or this friend that I, you know, thought had it all figured out, if I do exactly what they do, I will look like them. And that is just not the case. And nor should I want that to be the case. I want to be me. And I want to be happy and not stressed out trying to chase somebody else's body. And this is a conversation Lisa and I have had offline when we're not recording too. And we want to recognize our thin privilege, or I don't know how you would say it, Lisa, what's the, we have, we don't discuss it a lot, but if you're listening right now, you may know what we look like. And our biggest fear is that someone might hear us talk or maybe not biggest fear, but something that we've talked about is that there might be an eye roll or a we don't understand or what gives us the right to talk about this. Lisa, can you just speak to that? Yeah, it's something that I struggle with a lot because when I entered the conversation of food stuff, I didn't realize where I stood in relation to the big picture of all of this. And Amy and I both occupy thin white bodies of all sorts of privilege. And I could imagine that there's plenty of listeners that might think that we don't get it. And I'm here to say, you're right. We don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it's like to live in a body that I've never lived in before. And I don't pretend to know your pain or your struggle or that reality. But I do aim to learn more about what it's like to exist for you and partake. And Amy and I strongly want to create a world where we can all exist and all learn to take really good care of our health, if that's a priority to you, without your body size dictating how the world views it if that makes any sense. So yeah, that's just a personal struggle of mine as a registered dietitian, as somebody who is passionate about being part of this conversation, I recognize where I stand with it, which is I've always been in a thin body. Amy, your story might be different than mine, but you know, I, I hate that we are probably missing the mark for some people who we could help because they think that we don't get it. And that we are um, naive to it. So I guess I'm here to say that we don't get it, but we're not naive to it. And we still feel that we're helping a lot of people and not harming those that are here, but might not look at me and see a similarity physically. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm glad we, I didn't know we would bring this up just now in this episode, because yeah, again, it's something we've talked about as we talk about what do we want to do without way? What do we see for this podcast and who are we speaking to? And are they resonating with us? And are we the people for that? Should it be, you know, other people? And we're intentional about guests that we're bringing on and other contributors to the podcast. And we want y'all to know that. So just know that you just got a little peek into a conversation that Lisa and I are continuing to have and what we want this to look like. And I guess I'll, I'll wrap by sharing one more thing that I now know better since we're in the holiday season, or really preparing for anything. Maybe it's not even holidays. You're preparing for an event. Sometimes if you have a party coming up, for me, I work in the entertainment world. So I may have work events and festivals and things that I'm hosting or a red carpet or something that I might be getting for. So this may, depending on what you do, fall into whatever category, whatever. If you're getting ready for something, a party, a holiday meal, you know, you're hosting something big at work and you want to quote unquote, feel your best. I now know that 
it's okay to fuel my body just the same all week long or all day long leading up Mm. to whatever set event. I used to think that in order to feel my best, I had to, you know, cleanse or juice or restrict. And that was going to have me on my A game. And really I was depleted and tired and cranky and hungry and I wasn't bringing my A game. And even if it's like a holiday meal that you're restricting for up into that meal, like what are you doing during that day? You're missing out on maybe some quality family time because your brain is, you haven't given it the fuel that it needs or you're obsessing about food and thinking about all the food that you're about to have. So you're not engaged in that quality time. And so while, uh, you know, prepping for a holiday meal or a Christmas party or something is very different than prepping for a work event, it still is the same thing. You're still restricting. I just was like, I wasn't giving myself what I needed. And I now know being two years into my recovery that I've done work events now. I had one a couple of weeks ago in Austin where I rolled into that weekend And I was living the same life I was living the week before when I had no event to get ready for or the two weeks before when I really was far away from an event. And I was just, just such a peace came over me. And there wasn't this stress of also to traveling and having to pack all this food because I was so restricted or make sure I had certain foods in my hotel room. And I just was so more breezy and go with the flow. And when you're arriving at these Christmas parties, sometimes you might be taking your own dishes and you're not very go with the flow or you're freaking out of what people are going to be serving. And I just want you to know too, there is hope in this and that it is possible to be the same person, eating the same things, doing whatever you want to do workout wise with your body as you were when you weren't preparing for an event. You can show up as that same exact person and give yourself food and give yourself a workout if that's what you want. Is that making sense, Lisa? Yes, that makes a ton of sense. Your life is just the same and there's no pedestal because of an event and therefore you take good care of your body every single day, whether that's moving it, not moving it, drinking the green juice, not drinking the green juice. Right. And there's freedom in that because you're flowing through life, not resisting and fighting it every step of the way. Yeah, I will say a couple of years ago, if you would have been like, hey, you're going to go out to dinner and not have control over what is inside your food. And then there's going to be cake served because you're celebrating somebody. And then you have to get into a dress the next day for work event. I probably would have not gone to that dinner. I would have been like, you know what? Ooh, I can't put myself in that situation because I have a big work event tomorrow and I have a dress put on and I have to do this and I need to be on. So I would have stayed home and missed out on something. And this year I was able to go do that right before. I was able to celebrate other people, be with friends, eat out, have cake. And guess what? I did the event and my life went on. And I just share that as encouragement and hope that you too will be able to start rolling through life like that. And it does take work. I'm not saying I just was like made a decision one day and was like, okay, this is how I'm going to live. And so that's why I'm thankful for Lisa and even courses like her Fork the Noise program. Brain Over Binge is something that I mentioned that helped me, might not be for you, but just that was something that really helped me rewire my brain. And I'm excited to announce that Hunger Fullness is going to return again in 2022. I'm ending my maternity leave in the next few weeks and going to kind of step into what's happening next. So I'll put the link below for anybody who's interested in the wait list. Um, I think I'm going to keep this kind of a little like DL, maybe only wait list only. I don't know yet uh, as I kind of ease back into work. 
I'm so proud of this program and I'm excited to be launching it again in 2022. Oh, yay. Okay. And then what's the name of it again? Fork the Noise Hunger Fullness. So I'll put the link below or forkthenoise.com and you can find it. Yeah. So it'll be in the show notes. So definitely check that out. I can't recommend Lisa's programs enough. She puts so much effort and heart and soul and all the things into this stuff and she truly does care. So I'm proud of you, Lisa. I'm glad that you're my partner here on Outway. And yeah, we hope you'll have a great rest of the day. And we will see y'all next Saturday. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.